Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. so much. Oh, man. They finally let me back into Australia. <laughs> I mean, 2019, I, I, I spoke at the ACC conference, and, uh, and I think it was, you know, it, was, it, was, it definitely one of the last times I was here, and uh, I, they wouldn't let me back in. I kept on trying to get back, and Perth was the worst. I'm going to tell you that <laughs> right now. I mean, Perth really shut down, but uh, man, I'm glad to be back here. Come on. I, you, you all don't realize, you know, um, I, I came nine straight years to Australia. I thought it was my second country, you know, and uh, it was, you know, just so part of what God's doing here. And, you know, mostly, you know, when you go to countries, you, you connect with people and you love the people. And uh, man, I, I love you guys. I'm just so proud of what God's doing at this church. Uh, Pastor Jared and Sue, how many know you, you, you have some of the best pastors in the world right here? And uh, every once in a while, I'll get a note from them, you know, just encouraging me and, and, and just, they just inspire me. And, and they're legends, you know, just in what God is doing and, and across the world, not just here. And I was, we actually launched a Champions Club in Zambia. In Western Zambia, and we had 50 families come, and uh, it was it was extraordinary because uh, out of these 50 families, you know, 49 of them didn't have dads because they leave, you know, when when they find out because it's a curse upon the family they feel. And uh, I asked these these parents, I, I, these moms, you know, they tra- they walk five to ten miles to get to the Champions Club to see their child develop with special needs. And I asked them, I said. Uh, why do, you, why do you walk so far? What, you know, over all that terrain. And they, they said, it's the first time anybody's ever accepted us. It's the first time we felt loved. And how many knows that's the global heart of the church right there? You know, it, it's, it's, it's easier love, it's harder to unconditionally love. Because when you're not expecting anything in return, you know what I love about your church? You unconditionally love people. You go after people that are hurting. You go after people that, that, that need your, what you have to give. And so uh, it's just such a privilege to be here tonight. How many is excited to be here tonight? Not because of me, but, you know, I mean, I don't come to church just to sit here and praise God, which is awesome. I want to be transformed by the power of God, you know, uh, every time. And, you know, uh, I, I, I met Jordan at the... Uh, at a conference, probably 2012, something like that, right? 2012. This guy, every time I get around him, he is like joy, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, just full of joy. Now, I'm going to forgive him because he is wearing a San Antonio Spurs shirt here today. <laughs> but I'm a Lakers fan, you know, I'm from Southern California and everything, but it's unconditional love, Jordan, I just want you to know. <laughs> And apparently, it's good not to be an Optus customer. 
<laughs> but I want to encourage you. My wife called me and said she has a lot of your information now. So just kidding. Just kidding. In America, just kidding. Uh, oh, I didn't know if that'd go over. But anyway, some of you are like going, what is going on right now? You know. But uh, hey, I, I really have a word for you today, and I want to speak to you, and I'm so excited. Um, I, I really believe God's given me a word for, for this entire weekend, and uh, I want to speak to you now. If you want to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 4. There's a lot of people in our world, and especially through the pandemic, and even the church, and you can stand on the stage how many knows this? You can feel invisible. It doesn't mean people don't visually see you, but you feel invisible in certain circumstances. I was flying on the plane here, and uh, I, was, I was sitting next to this brilliant, uh, she was 83 years old, brilliant lady, and she was married for 59 years to her husband. Uh, he was a scientist uh, in Sydney and a brilliant man. And we, I had the most amazing talk. Like, when you get in those circumstances, I want to encourage you young people, and, and this is so important. You know, when you can honor the generation that came before you, there, God gives you honor in that. He blesses that. And, and you have no idea, you know, the, the power when, when you see generations it, it, and when you see it really working, really coming together is this. When the older generation can, can have open hands and build up the next generation, there's power there. And, you know, the, the younger generation, we've all been there, right? It doesn't matter how old we are. We want to take over the world, right? You know? But when the, older gener the younger generation can honor those that have come before them, and when that comes together, there's tremendous unity, and there's tremendous blessing, there's tremendous power when that begins to take place. And uh, I was just asking her, I was telling me, T you know, tell me some of the things that, and, you know, that, that have impacted you, like things over your life. And she just started sharing these nuggets, but she said something to me so powerful today. She said she recently lost her husband 18 months ago. They've been married 59 years. And she said something to me. She said, you know, when you lose your spouse, she says, you're not necessarily lonely, but you feel alone. And I thought that was, that was profound. She says, I'm not lonely, but she says, I feel alone. And there's many people that they may work around people, they may interact with people, they may have, have, have uh, uh, friends and family, but I can't tell you how many people over the past three years have been isolated, feel alone, feel, feel like they're not valuable, feel, feel, feel like they're in the crowd, but, but, but nobody sees them. And I'll guarantee you, if we could all be honest over the past couple of years, we've all felt that a little bit, right? At some place, I mean, when you're isolated, when, when you're locked in and, and, and everything, you know, I would be, I would, I, would, I would have a difficult time in prison because I'm such an extrovert, right? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I could be locked in. I remember during the pandemic, I started taking these road trips. I went to Yellowstone National Park and went to all these places because, because I, I don't know if we're meant to live that way, to be that way. We need people. Yeah. 
But even in that, we can feel invisible. But here's what I want to encourage you. And this is the title of my message. I want to speak to you today, tonight on invisible but invaluable. And the power of when you are invisible, you can be valuable. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 4, there's some power with that. It says, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I love that because, you know, there's some value to being invisible at times. There's value into walking just with Jesus and, and walking through this life. And it, even if you're not noticed, even if people don't see you, the thing that you need to realize here today, and if you feel that way, is God's eyes are on you. He sees you right now. He sees your situation. He sees what you're going through. He sees where you're at. He sees what you've come out of. And he sees where you're going. And even if you don't see it, all the things that you're walking through right now, it's not to pull you back or, 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 or to, to hurt you or, 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 or to pull you from your destiny. He's actually getting you prepared because if he gave it to you now, you couldn't handle what he was about to give you. And it's those times of being invisible that you become invaluable. There was an equipment manager actually for a professional basketball team there in Houston. And he was talking to us and he was telling us, uh, you know, about what he does, this equipment manager. And the team often arrives in the middle of the night, he said, and he has to go to the arena sometimes at 2 a.m., and he studies each player and what they like, and he gets their lockers ready to their liking and everything. So he's setting up their shirt, their, their jerseys. He, he, he's cleaning things up. He's getting everything ready for them. And he, he's so dedicated. And he studies each player and what they like and what they do. I mean, you want to talk about behind the scenes. This guy's behind the scenes, right? And he said something, he, he's so dedicated, he said something. He said, I'm invisible, but I'm invaluable to the team. Nobody sees me, but I know I matter. And he said, I'm secure enough in who I am that I can be comfortable behind the scenes. I'm content to make others look good. See, I believe this, when you have that attitude, you're sowing a seed, aren't you? You're, when, you're, when you're willing to push people up, you know, I, I realize this, when it's your time to shine, God will make sure someone is there to push you up. But you must tap, pass the test of being invisible. Because if you aren't secure enough in life to be invisible, you will struggle feeling valuable. And you see, so many people many times trying to get them to notice them or, 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 or they're trying to be noticed and you see in our society about popularity and all those different types of things and you wonder do they really feel valuable and when those times when they're alone they're invisible do they do they take those times that that they mean something or when they're serving others or do they always have to be served that's why I love about Jesus you know he didn't come to be served he came to serve. We think God wants us to do all these things. All he really ever wanted was us. He could make this bottle do everything for him. 
He doesn't necessarily need us, right? But he loves us. He wants us. And when we allow him to serve us, that is when he is the most happy. I think it's true in our lives if we can learn this principle. The person you're investing in, the people you see. You see, but Craig, I'm doing a lot of work at my job that no one sees. Remember, you're not working unto people, you're working unto God. This verse talks about what you give in secret, God will reward you for in the open. As a matter of fact, you know, some of the people that God is, and I've watched in, in my lifetime, have tremendous influence. You know where their power was? It wasn't when they were standing on stage. It wasn't when they were speaking in front of thousands of people. It was what they did in secret that God rewarded openly. They had favor that was different than other people. Because not because of somebody saying, thank you, you did all this for me. You know, I I just want to thank you. You know, those things, there's nothing wrong with that, to be thanked for different things like that. But when you can give something without getting anything in return, that's what's called unconditional. And that's where Jesus lives, right? Jesus lives in that arena, right? And so, you know, when you make your supervisor look good, even when he doesn't notice you, When you're going out of your way to help others excel, be okay being invisible. Just remember, you're invaluable. (laughs) The person you're invested in. Come on. The person you're investing in wouldn't shine as bright without you. They may even think they did it on their own. That's okay, God sees it. (laughs) God sees every seed. Every one of us should be invisible in somebody's life, not looking for credit, not announcing, hey, everybody, look what I'm doing. (laughs) Do it quietly in humility unto God. See, many people were behind the scenes making this service happen tonight. And they won't get the praise and they won't be on the front sign and they won't be called maybe pastor. But I want to tell you, if you were setting things up tonight, if you were behind the scenes, if you were cleaning things, if you were building things, you're as valuable as I am sitting up here tonight. And people may not see you, but God sees you. See, their names are not on the sign, but they are invaluable to God. You see, you have to accept the role that God has given you right now. If you don't, you'll begin to compete with others, won't you? (laughs) You'll get frustrated in your role. You'll feel like, why is he getting that? Or why is she getting that? God, don't you see me? Don't you see what I'm doing? You'll start feeling like you should be where they're at. And the challenge is, if you are annoying for that role it will never satisfy you anyway. See, the weight will be too heavy. There's a difference between self-ambition and holy ambition. See, self-ambition seeks to put the spotlight on you. Holy ambition seeks to put the spotlight on God and others. See, good people, family, friends, will look at your role and tell you where they think you should be. As a matter of fact, they'll tell you you're not getting recognized. 
They'll tell you, you should have more. And, and sometimes that's right. That's, there's nothing wrong with that because if they're cheering you on, it's great, right? But, but, but be careful sometimes with that. See, we all need to be motivated, but we can motivate ourselves into the wrong position. <laughs> I've seen so many leaders follow promotions and be miserable when they were called to be right where they're at, being faithful, and they would just waited long enough, God would have promoted them. But it took them out of their destiny because they couldn't be invisible <laughs> so that God could make them valuable, right? I've come to see God's de- definition of promotion. A promotion is not just a move up the ladder. It is a move towards your call. Don't let someone promote you from your calling. You see, my calling is really interesting. I wouldn't be at Lakewood if I would have looked at it like most people look at it. You see, I started out as a youth pastor and we had, a, we had an amazing youth group in Southern California, and then I became a young adults pastor. And then from there, you know, it's kind of like climbing the ladder, right? You think, right? You think that's what climbing the ladder is. You know, if I get this position and I go here, that, that's the mind of man, actually. You know, leadership ideas are one thing. Leadership ideas says, if you have 250 and you do this and this and this, you're going to get 500. God ideas don't work that way. You see, God ideas, he'll actually, you'll feel like you're going in reverse or you're not going anywhere and you're just going, where am I, God? You know, don't you see me? And God's going, I'm getting stuff ready. Just stay faithful, stay in the game. Be willing to be invisible because if you're willing to be invisible, I'll make you valuable. I'll make you valuable. And I remember I went and planted church in Seattle and and it was tough, but you know, God started to bless it. I was, this, I was a senior pastor and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of me being a senior pastor, God said this to me. He said, Craig, I want you to go and help rebuild the family. He said, the family unit is falling apart. Marriages are falling apart and kids are getting the brunt result of it. And he said, I want you to become a children's pastor. I said, God, I've never been a children's pastor in my life. I don't know what a scope and sequence is or curriculum or whatever. I said, God, that's not me, you know? And then in my leadership mind, I'm saying, wait, is that, that's going down the ladder, right? That's not going up the ladder, you know? Children, come on, God. And then all of a sudden, I remember verses where Jesus said, let the children come to me. As a matter of fact, he'd rather hang out with children than adults. (laughs) And the value that he placed in children. It was an amazing thing that once I set down my pride, once I looked at things differently, not the mind of man, but the mind of God, then I began to see how God worked and I began to work and I said, okay. And I, I literally stepped down from my church and I began to work with children's ministries and begin to reach out. One of the children's ministries was Faith Community Church, and they were a large church in Southern California, and I was working with the leaders and stuff like that. I don't know if I knew what I was exactly doing, right? But I was doing what God called me to do, but I found out what made the children's ministry revolutionary, and it actually became revolutionary in America, is I didn't think like the typical children's pastor. I thought like a pastor. 
So what happens in America, meantime, I don't know about here, but, you know, back in the day, you know, you'd have a, a children's leader and everybody would rally around. Everybody would do everything. Well, I thought like a pastor, so I built departments within the children's ministry. I had a music department. I had a human resources department. I, ha- I had all these different departments. And, the, and, and these departments fed the different services. It was revolutionary. I didn't know. I was just doing what a pastor does, right? <laughs> And pretty soon this children's ministry in three years became one of the most well-known children's ministries in America. Churches from Australia were coming and visiting us, you know? And I said, what is going on here, you know? And then all of a sudden I get this call, right? Now think about this for a minute. I've been a children's minister for three years. And I get a call from the largest church in America, and I've been recommended by two people to become their children family pastor, Lakewood Church, right? And I'm going, you realize I've only been a children's pastor three years, right? You realize that. But that ultimately took me to my destiny. If I wasn't willing to be invisible and do what the opposite of what people thought I should be, then I wouldn't be at the place I'm standing in right now. See, man, you need to grab this tonight because you're gonna face this. You're gonna face like nobody sees me. You're gonna, you're, God's gonna tell you to do something and you're gonna go, Are you kidding me? That seems the opposite. But here's the deal. We come with our box, right? And we all got a box tonight, y'all, right? I'm speaking a little Texan tonight, right? We all got a box. This box, we like our box. Our box is what we've learned. Our box is comfortable. Our box is things that we've experienced, the things that we know right now and everything. And here's Jesus way over here. He's not in our box because God's always doing a new thing. He's always, what he's trying to get us out of is our box. And when we get out of our box and we get where Jesus is at. See, many times things that we think are logical, it's the direct opposite with God. Think about grace. Is grace logical? I mean, you know, we're talking about when, when he's asking, you know, how many times should you forgive? And, and, and Jesus says 70 times seven. Listen, it's tough for us to forgive two times, much less 70 times seven. But if you get in that place, if you get in that place where, man, you just want to be where God wants you to be. You just want to serve where God wants you to serve. When you wake up every day and you say, my role in this day is to be the best and to make others shine. God won't ask you if you kept up with your relatives or did more or had more stuff than your neighbors. You know what God's going to ask you? He'll ask you, and whoever gives to one of the least of these in rank or even a cup of cold water because he is my disciple. Surely I declare to you, he shall not lose his reward. Because here's the deal. When you build people, God will build you. When you build people, here's the thing, and, and some of you college students and, and different ones in the ministry, or, or some of you that, that, that are walking through it, listen, don't build ministries, build people. You can't take ministries to heaven. The only thing that you can take to heaven is your relationships. First, your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. And so sometimes we lose that. Think about this. Great example in the Bible, Jonathan. 
the son of Saul, he wasn't chosen as king, yet he was supposed to be the heir. His BFF David was chosen instead. But Jonathan was so secure that he went out of his way to help David. How extraordinary out of the box is that right there? I mean, think about this. Everybody's looking at you and going, you're the next king. You should be the next king. But who we think should be king, maybe not who God thinks should be king. And God, and, and in this, Jonathan was so secure that he went out of his way to help David and, and, and gave him inside info to help keep him safe. His own dad was trying to kill him. And so he has to he literally pick sides. I mean, this is blowing my mind just reading this right now. And behind the scenes, Jonathan was the one who should have been king, who God told his best friend to be king, and he was keeping his best friend safe. We're in holy divine ground right there, man. He could have thought, man, this guy took my spot. (laughs) No, he knew his role in David's story was to push him forward. And he knew as he helped push David towards his destiny, he was pushing himself towards his own destiny. See, it's better to become who God created you to be than try to promote yourself to become someone you were created to be. The interesting thing, David wasn't raised in royalty. He came from a poor family of shepherds living in the desert. Jonathan took David under his wing. Wow. And taught him the protocol. And behind the scenes, helping his friend David, not competing with him. And people saw David shining and rising to new heights. What they didn't see was his good friend Jonathan, who was supposed to be king, Helping David shine behind the scenes. Often we think, oh God, let me be a David, a hero of the faith. But we should aspire to do great things. But many times now I say, oh God, let me be a Jonathan. God, push me. Push somebody into their destiny. Let me be that Jonathan that could come along some, somebody. No matter what my role is, no matter if I'm the CEO, can, if I'm the CEO, can I be the servant? You know, if you can't, you've heard that saying, if you can't build the stage, it's tough to stand on it. And, and, and it's so true. Let me realize that it's okay to play a smaller role. Help me not to be jealous. Help me to look at things differently. Let me be behind the scenes and help someone else look better. See, true greatness is not how bright you shine, but how bright you make others shine. That's true greatness. See, Jesus took that role, didn't he? He became a man. He was born in a major. He was a king. He should have been born in a palace. But he took that role. He was willing to be invisible. Nobody would have even found him in the manger. But because he was willing to be invisible, what did God make him? Invaluable. He, became the, he was the savior of the world. You don't have to be a David to be fulfilled. You don't have to be a king to be happy. What you have to offer right now is invaluable. 
When you keep a pure right heart, you're passing the test. I want to tell you right now, don't, don't let the enemy tell you it's not enough or you need that role or you need that position. Don't get into the place and get out of the will of God and what he's got planned for you. Because so many times we think the grass is greener over here, but what happens is God's about to build you a hill, not just a little lawn, right? And God will take you from being invisible to being invaluable. He'll take you from being invisible to being visible. See, Pastor Joel, my pastor, many of you heard about him, maybe, maybe you haven't. But Pastor Joel reaches millions of people every week. As a matter of fact, our Easter service during the pandemic, I'm not bragging about this, I'm bragging about God. 150 million people watched the Easter service at Lakewood Church. And here's this humble, soft-spoken guy, one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. You know, I've worked with him for 18 years. Just a good man. He loves people. When I brought to him about Champions Club, he, did, he didn't even hesitate. He says, this is the very heart of God, us reaching these people. And everybody sees him now on stage and how many people he's reached and all that kind of stuff. But what you don't know is for 17 years, he worked behind the scenes, making his father look good. And I'll tell you what he did. He would go to his dad's house every Saturday night and he would lay out his dad's suit and he'd lay out his shoes and he would make sure that he was the best dressed when he came out to speak to people. Victoria, his wife, would do his dad's hair every Sunday before service. And they served him. When he would go to India, they would go with him. Nobody would even notice them. Because his dad was kind of a father of the faith. And he would go, and they would just serve his dad. For 17 years, he worked behind the scenes. And he edited his dad's messages. And made him look good on TV. And all the things that, that got the message out and everything. And then when it came time, because he was faithful in the 17 years, God made him valuable in the kingdom of God in reaching millions of people. Let me tell you something. What are you working in right now that you don't think you're seen or you don't think you're valuable and stuff like that? God's saying, you are so valuable. Don't think because you're invisible, you're not valuable. God's getting you ready for big things in your life. He's got big things coming up. And when you are secure in what God made you, you can be content wherever you are. You don't have to promote yourself. I'm giving you some strong seed right now. Whether you're young or you're 55 like me, it's relevant. You don't have to promote yourself. Just keep honoring God. When it's your time to be promoted... God will do it. Don't promote yourself. Let God do it. Elisha spent time taking care of Elijah. He was comfortable being invisible. He did double the miracles Elijah did because he was first willing to serve Elisha because he knew his destiny. He was tied to Elijah. And after years of being invisible, Elijah was taken up to heaven and Elisha had been faithful for all those years. And he performed twice as many miracles as Elijah ever did. Be content to play your role. God is keeping the records. Don't worry about the people that are keeping. God's keeping the records. You will rise higher. You'll fulfill your destiny. 
and become everything God created you to be. And I just want to say this, when you focus on elevating others, then elevating yourself, you go to a whole nother level in God's eyes. Not because he loves you any different than anybody else, but he looks at you and he says, that's my son, that's my daughter. They're completely dependent upon me. It takes pleasure or it takes pressure off of you to perform and makes God so proud of you that he can't wait to elevate you higher. Amen? When you build others, God will build you. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight. There are people coming from so many different backgrounds. Maybe there are people here tonight, God, that have been through so much in their life. And God, you've saved them or you brought them out things and God, they, they're not sure what their future looks like. I want you to know, they're so valuable to you. Maybe there are people that don't know you here tonight, Lord Jesus. And that God, they, they've, they're hurting, they're, they're struggling, they've went through different types of things. They feel invisible. God, I want you to know, I want them to know how valuable they are. And so Father, I believe as we do this, as we begin to put this principle in our lives, God, we're going to stay in your will. We're going to stay in our lane, God. And God, you're going to take us to places we never dreamed before. And I thank you that it's going to take place. I believe that new destinies are going to be fulfilled. Because, Father, even though we're invisible, we're invaluable to you. In Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.